Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. It's that exciting time of year when so many of us are packing our bags and heading home for the holidays. But despite what you might see on TV or in the Hallmark aisle, not everyone's family blends seamlessly together in matching pajama sets, sipping hot cocoa this time of year. Many of us have more fraught relationships with the ones we love, and spending time together in close quarters around this time of year can be tough. And while I talk a lot about burnout as it relates to our work lives, our families and relationships are a huge source of stress too. So this season especially, let's commit to taking care of ourselves by being mindful of how we set and protect boundaries with our family members. And to be clear, setting boundaries doesn't mean we love them any less. It just means we love and respect our own needs too. And when done right, these boundaries can ensure we can all happily spend more time together too. So first, find your triggers. I write in my forthcoming book about a time when I was home and felt pulled in so many different directions. My mom wanted me to join her on a walk with the dog. My dad wanted me to talk through a negotiation situation he was facing at work. And I wanted to get a stress-busting run-in before heading to my best friend's bridal shower. Guess what didn't end up happening? My run, of course. This sent me down a shame spiral of feeling bad about rushing through my dad's situation with him and feeling like there was still a lot I wanted to discuss. I felt even worse for being annoyed with my mom and her desire to walk when I was really desperately in need of a stress-busting, cardio-boosting run. And to top it off, I ended up being a late maid of honor, trying and failing to do my makeup in the car on the way there. It was a total mess of a morning. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> being with family can really crowd your routine, for better and for worse. And while I want to be patient, kind, and adaptive, what I learned about myself that day is that I cannot show up fully unless I've taken time for myself. And for me, that means that when I'm stressed, I have to get in some kind of heart-pumping exercise to feel better. But it is different for all of us. So ask yourself, when am I triggered by family members? One Bostep Bootcamp alum who I spotlight in my book shared her experience of having a mother who continuously asked about when she would become a grandmother, which was an incredibly sensitive, triggering topic for her and her husband to have to respond to out of the blue. So when or with whom do you feel especially on guard? As I always say, identifying your triggers is the first step to putting up the boundaries you need. Next, decide whether or not a direct conversation with that person is warranted. Do you think that they're unaware of the impact their behaviors are having on you? Or do you think that they have the potential to change? If you answered yes to either of those questions, it might be worth sitting down to have a direct conversation with them when tempers are cool. <laughs> Tell them, when you do X... I feel why. For instance, when you comment on my weight at the dinner table, I feel completely attacked and embarrassed, and I don't want to feel like I can't be myself around my own family. 
Now, often, but not always, making the other folks aware of the impact their behavior's having on you can engender a new level of empathy and compassion. And you'll also want to paint a clear picture of what exactly needs to change. For instance, Dad, if you want to ask me about when my girlfriend and I will finally tie the knot, I'd appreciate it if we can have that conversation privately. Whether or not you choose to have that kind of a direct conversation, give yourself permission to put your needs first, including when spending time with the ones you love over the holidays. Have a plan in place for how you're going to practice self-care. For instance, if I waited for my family to say to me, hey, we've got nothing going on here. Why don't you go for that run or take that yoga class you were thinking about? I would be waiting forever. Now, especially when staying with family, I know that I need to prioritize getting in my stress-busting exercise myself. So know what you need to buffer against the stress that sometimes comes with family time and make it a priority. Finally, know what you're gonna do if and when those boundaries are crossed again. Will you take a walk around the block to cool down? Will you go listen to a five-minute meditation? Or will you send out an SOS text to your besties for backup? Or will you take a more direct approach in reminding your family members that you expect and deserve their respect? Make it clear what the consequences will be if your boundaries aren't respected, including up to removing yourself from that gathering or that relationship if need be. Now listen, no family relationships are perfect and everyone's situation is different. So if going home for the holidays can be a stressful endeavor for you, know that there's no shame in that. And you can still take steps to practice compassion for yourself and your loved ones while protecting the boundaries that are important to you. And however the holidays are for you this year, I'm wishing you a happy, healthy end to 2018. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are 
owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org slash speakup. 